Will is unknown. Hello. William. William. Why do this William? Why? Why? <laughs> anyway. Welcome. Hey guys, what's going on? Yo, yo. It is the Danny and Will Rapid Cast, our Spitfire short, shorty short. Shorty I, I think short. we should call it a shorty short, actually. A Pixel Raider shorty short. That sounds pretty good. Uh, with Danny and Will. I bet um, that'll sell. That'll put, I could put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The shorty yeah. short. Um, <laughs> it's Danny and Will. I'm the Danny part of that. Yeah, and I'm also the Danny part of that. Oh, I'm, <laughs> this just got real weird. I'm, uh, I'm Will. I'm your other uh, other host for this evening's quick and dirty episode Our about... Quick, dirty, short, short. Maybe not dirty. Maybe, maybe just... not dirty, maybe short, not dirty. shorts. That that seems to elicit some This'll negative be, emotions. Like, the least dirty, short, short you've ever heard of. With Especially with you and me. We're yeah. going to try to get through the next like little bit without talking about butt plugs. We are going to... Tr- well... Did we just oh, fail shit. now? Is that this is, is that like the whole like failure? Fight Club thing where it's like the f- I I broke the first rule. <sighs> you, you I broke just, the first rule about butt plugs. You talk about them and it's it's out of the bag, and then you find and yourself. then it's in your butt anyway. <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit today about um, two things that are near and dear to me and Will. Um, the first one is gonna be arms. So we're gonna talk about that first and how the global test punch has been so far, what our experience with it has been. Right. And then we're gonna talk a little bit about prey. So uh, up front, gonna let you guys know, once we start talking about prey, we are probably gonna talk about some spoilers. So if you are interested in playing that game, which I 100% recommend. I do um, recommend this. I would listen to the arms part, pause it, play prey and then come back to it yeah um, we're just, we may or may not split this in half but i doubt that we will so go into this with a grain of salt and find out what happens at the end of the episode for sure but seriously prey is so good um i having gone into it with like very little to no expectations on what the story is going to be i would not want to go into it with knowing spoilers um so Definitely, like I'm not gonna be offended if you stop listening in in the halftime, um, which we'll we are gonna it. have a halftime show. By we'll the way. call it, yeah. We'll uh, call but, it. But uh, yeah, we'll let you know. Um, but let's start off with uh, Arms. Um, yes. So this weekend, we got our first taste of what Nintendo's newest IP, Arms, is serving up. Set to release on June 16th. ARMS promises to be a wacky and high-energy brawler, using the Switch's motion controls to literally throw punches and unleash an onslaught of cartoon mayhem. And that motion controller part is optional, um, but we tried out both um, Mm -hmm. so that we can let you know kind of what our thoughts are on it. Um, So the real question is, does ARMS deliver on what it's trying to dish out? Um, And so far, we've only seen like a a small portion of it, um, at least what it seems like. Um, Mm -hmm. So... Just a little backstory. So the global um, test punch is going on right now. Um, so this past weekend, there were a couple hours where you could get onto the servers, play multiplayer with folks, um, and that's going to happen again this weekend. Um, and we're going to have the hours that it's going to be happening on our site. So please check that out if you are interested in um, checking out ARMS. It's totally free for anybody who has a Switch to try it out. Um, and i definitely give it a shot. Um, it's pretty fun. uh well yeah i uh i i agree with all of that just happened um i think it's an interesting it's an interesting game and i i guess what i want to chat about is kind of how i felt playing it kind of how 
um, it felt to me. I actually only focused on the non-motion control aspect. I played entirely in handheld. Um, nice. From... And we had like completely <clears throat> different experiences. We really too, did, I feel, yeah. Because that, I played I it. It's important that we mention those. Yeah. Yeah, I played it strictly in motion controller, like two Joy Cons with like the weird funky brawler grip. Yeah, I played it in uh, docked or non-docked mode where I've got both of the Joy-Cons slapped into the side holsters. <laughs> and it was an interesting experience. I enjoyed I enjoyed it. So I'll, I'll be upfront about that. I played the game in two of the test punches. I didn't get to play any, all three or all, I guess, five. There were, the, yeah, there were like five or six. For the weekend. But um, I put a good two plus hours into the game. And one thing that I really liked out of the gate was the way the graphics were um, put together. I mean, it's oh a God, it's a yeah. beautiful game. It's, agree. it's an it's a smooth and exciting. <clears throat> I would describe it as a whimsical style of animation. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like whimsical very, charm. Very yeah. like charming anime fantasy. Almost. Exactly. It, it it returns to the early Nintendo days without really actually sacrificing the cool action fighting genre game uh, that I feel like it deserves. And I, mm-hmm. I felt like they did a really good job with that. So in terms of art style and direction, I liked it. A hundred percent. I think like even just down to like the character concepts, like how each character looks so like they're so unique and I so wanted, interesting to look at. I wanted to play as Twintel so bad. Oh I could God. not play as Twintel. Only feedback. <sighs> wanted to play as Twintel. Give me, give me the bay. Give me that booty. Give me that booty bay. Give me that booty, Nintendo. I, uh, I felt, I felt a little robbed because that was, that was one of the biggest hype points for me. But yeah, I was really hoping. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the gameplay. The, yeah. <clears throat> the arms demo starts you out in a trial period. So basically. You are able to get a feel for the punches. You are facing up against an AI that doesn't punch you back um, until it, like it's time for you to start ducking and dodging yeah. and weaving. And it teaches you mm-hmm. basically the five kind of moves that you... Duck, that, that's basically duck, it. Dip, so it's basically you dodge, can punch with either arm. You can grab. You dodge. can defend. You can jump. And you can dash. That's really it. And then, yeah. like, eventually, after doing those moves, you'll get, like, almost like a super, or you, you'll, like, charge up so that you can use an ultimate, mm-hmm. and then uh, you your ultimate. You can unleash this wave of pain on your enemies. Yeah. The ultimate is the same on every character. It's basically just, like, you are overpowered, you move a lot faster, and then depending on what arm you have on, mm-hmm. um, that arm will do something specific. So, like, if you have, like, a... It really should have been called fists, really, yeah. because it's not about changing your arms up as much as changing your fists Changing up. your... Changing them fingers out. Yeah. There's, like, a slap one that I really liked. The slapper is On good. Ribbon Girl. Ribbon Girl um, slapper is great. There's like the the like almost mace looking one for yep. the mummy mummy boy. There's the multi shot unloader that you get with the tank characters yeah. that the just dragon shoots one. like fifteen different cool. fists. The dragon beam is kind of cool. I liked those. I felt like I didn't really do as well with dragon beam just because it was so slow. And it I'm gonna talk slow. about that. I'm gonna talk about that later because yeah. I have a real problem with the pacing of the fighting. Yeah, um, I, I felt. I felt like the game, so for me, I enjoyed it. So I played the gameplay entirely handheld, meaning I was only using the joysticks. And right out of the gate, it says, all right, you throw a punch, and then you use the joystick to angle where the fist is going, which made perfect sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't really have any issues with controls. It felt tight, quick. 
Um, I didn't bother playing with punch movement because I only had my switch in front of me and I didn't really want to throw a fist directly through uh, the teeny dis- display. I just didn't <laughs> think that would be right. Um, and so I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and, and I played yeah. strictly in the, the actual punch. It's docked mode. And for me, there wasn't, Were the there controls wasn't any good? delay. It was tight? What's up? It was tight. Like the controls felt good, even though you're using mo- motion. Yeah, the the controls actually felt really good. The the thing that took me a while to get used to was um, actually moving my character. So essentially, like to move your character, since you are holding the Joy-Con not sideways as if you're Mario karting, but like right. weird ways, so that like weird ways meaning as if they were sticks in your hands, as if like. So if you put your hand out in front of you as if you're like karate chopping someone down, right? Okay. Imagine that you have your Joy-Con yeah. um, and face the, the actual joystick away from the palm of your hand so that your thumbs are hitting the, um, the trigger buttons and your fingers, if they were to wrap around as if you were holding a gun, are holding the bumper buttons that are usually on the inside part of the Switch. Wait, so the bumpers are in your palm? So the bumpers are, if you were holding a gun, the bumpers would be on where the trigger is. Yeah. Oh, so so it's like It's like sideways, weird ways. Sideways vertical, not sideways flat? Sideways vertical, rotated. Yeah. Ew. I kind of need you to draw this so I can see it. Yeah. And we'll slap that as the image, I'll, like this badly drawn. Yeah, yeah, A yeah. really excellently drawn image I will here. 100% draw it for you Thank so you. that you can see what it looks like. Um, Sideways, weird ways. That, that'll be the name of this. Sideways, weird ways, all <laughs> kinds of ways. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, that sounds kind of weird. The grip was really that. strange. I didn't have a problem with how I was gripping it. The but like to do the jumping and the dashing, you were actually using those bumpers, and then the like ultimate was like clicking the triggers. Oh, so like yeah, L1, I mean that's the same. Yeah, L one and R one were to jump and dash, and then L two and R two together were to do the ultimate, which like right. sounds fine. But when your hands are in that weird position like you're physically having to like lift up your thumbs move them over to hit the l2 and r2 Mm. because of the way that like this the because on like a playstation the l1 and the r2 are they're like on the same plane but on the switch it's like the l1 is like higher up than the l2 now I have tiny hands, so I got I had to like physically like think about it and like move my fingers up to hit those two. That buttons. seems a little awkward, especially when you're holding them it at was, different places and you can't wedge yeah. one hand against the other. To that get was it in definitely the most space. awkward part about it. Um, yeah, it wasn't like terrible. It wasn't like a. Uh, Did you put the bumpers on uh, the bumper Joy-Con? Yeah, supports? I couldn't do it without the bumpers. I was going to say they're far too small without the bumpers. Also, I. With the punching motion, I really wanted the wrist straps on it. That makes sense. Because the, yeah, you don't want the, to throw that the Switch TV. controllers are so much lighter than the Wii U ones. The Wii yeah. U thing, it was like you were holding like a fucking TV remote control and like waving it around. Like I was going to lose that. But with this, it's like I have like the tiniest little brick that's so light and I'd be so afraid. It's such a big deal to throw that. It'd be so yeah. easy to do it. It'd be I mean, so okay. easy just to like lose my grip. So let's talk a little bit about combat. 
in yeah. um in the game i really did enjoy kicking the crap out of people and for me I, oh i did too i it, thought it was, it was enough fun. it was enough to um, make me tell you guys that i really enjoyed what i was playing which is so interesting to me that you took away that it wasn't it wasn't enough like to me jumping in the matchmaking uh, which, by the way, for those of you out there who didn't get a chance to play this, the matchmaking was pretty interesting. They would grab you and about 10 other players, maybe 8 to 10 other players, and they would toss you all in a big kind of open-air uh, lobby. Almost like a lobby, yeah. Yeah, and you could see people who were in games. You could see the ranking that they had earned. You could see how much health they had left in their own battle. Yeah. And then after their battles were over, all the little kind of groupings would break up. You would go back into this free floating swimming among other nameplates and then your nameplate and a couple others would magnetize and become a battleground and then I you would get like zoned that in. Visually. That was a really nice I did really like nice that visually but I did not like the matchmaking system. You did because really? it, no, I didn't at all. Mm. Um it didn't take into account like how many points you had. Like I thought that those points like meant something and they would pair people and like mm. move you into other lobbies based on that and based on your skills. Like yeah. there were a lot of times when I went up against somebody who either had way more of those coins than I did or had like none and it was like their well, first fight it's it's worth noting though that if you quit out of the game if you let the game actually return entirely back to home screen uh or quit the software it will reset your counter to zero yeah which is fine so i just was expecting it to be a little bit more dynamic and move me in and out of different lobbies because i, yeah, I wonder I if that started... would be something to add in later though like i wasn't I mean, I was concerned about it because it didn't feel like they were really paying yeah. attention. But for a test fire, I mean, I can imagine if you played for a good five hours at launch, I mean, you could rack up a good at least 200 coin. hundred percent. But my point to that more so than anything is mm. so I played two one hour sessions and the second one hour session that I did, I was in a matchmaking lobby and like literally played the same person probably at least eight or nine times like you just oh cause because you we were both like we both played the entire hour yeah and, that was kind of late and the lobby didn't i did see that too it didn't yeah. like move us to different lobbies like there there was no once the lobby is set it's static it doesn't it, it doesn't it, populate you with exactly new which like is very frustrating like it would make sense if people were moving in and out and just playing one or two matches right mm -hmm. but in reality like if you are sitting down and playing a game you're gonna be playing it for a while like we see that with overwatch we see that with normal games um and and every other online multiplayer game that i've had has a very dynamic matchmaking system this one didn't and that was right. really frustrating because yeah. i would go up against this dude named moses like every <laughs> other times. match and it was so annoying. <laughs> no, I, I know what you're getting at. And I mean, it is it is true. Even for a test pilot, it is something you should be demoing is the way that your matchmaking is going to go. And I think you're probably right. That did hurt him. Yeah. I, it, that was just very frustrating to me. But Absolutely. Um, going back to the points that you were making before about the combat, mm. um, I, I, do, I do genuinely think that ARMS is very fun. I think Nintendo has a way of like finding something unique about their hardware and making games that complement it very, very well. And I think ARMS is a really good testament to that. Mm -hmm. I think even playing in handheld mode, it holds up. Playing it in motion mode, it, mode, it holds up. Um, I think that 
what I wish was that it just took more cues from really successful like fighting games really honestly well I think, yeah i mean I, it's I a think, nintendo it's a nintendo fighting game it's not like a, a so third is super party. smash brothers yes but super smash is so unique i you can't you can't Here's, repeat super smash in the nintendo universe unless no, I, it's another super smash i agree completely here's what i was hoping for this this they had to make different and i think they succeeded in making it different but yeah i don't know that it's different enough here's what i was hoping for or rather it's different enough i don't know that it's going to grab me enough 100 mm. percent. what i was hoping for was something more along the lines of because each character looked so unique I was hoping for a more Overwatch, Dota, League of Legends-esque type of thing where each character, more so than just the speed in which they move or attack, is playing differently. Right. Especially like when the full game comes out, each of the arms is going to be available to all of the characters. So yeah. even though in the <clears throat> test run... Like they all felt arms like they played to certain characters. Like yeah, but it didn't it didn't matter. It all felt kind of like they played like the same person. Exactly. The only difference was how big they were. Yeah. So I only really noticed the difference between um, what's her name, arm girl, blonde, and big Ribbon. big tank. Doofus. Ribbon and mummy, and yeah. like, and that's because their weights were huge. Yeah. And so and one I of them played, was really slow, and the other one was really. I played nimble. all the characters, and really the only one I really hated was Helix. The wobbly one? Yeah, he was fucking useless. I hate it. He looks like Gumby. He does look like Gumby. He was a, Gumby he and was Flubber a, had a baby. A wobble Flubber Gumby, and it Wob- was difficult. <laughs> wobble Gumby. It, it looked like a Wobbuffet grew weird arms. Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't. I never wanted to play with him. I I played a little bit with a zombie. Um, mummy dude. The mummy dude. But literally, I didn't really all you like needed to do him. is land like four or five grabs on mummy dude, and mm-hmm. your other person was dead. Yeah, that's it. I don't know, man. I I mean, so here's the thing. It was it was entertaining. The question I had for myself the whole game was, oh, man, like I'm enjoying this. I like kicking the crap out of these people. What's different? Um, I enjoyed the different game modes in terms of going to play volleyball. Like I thought volleyball was kind of cool. I mean, no, I did. I thought volleyball was actually almost more cool than playing. I wish. Except for it was broken. But we'll talk about that. I just wish there was like a little bit more. Volleyball is broken. A little bit less on rail structure, both with game. volleyball and the combat, especially like where it like really reared its head for me was the three v three, or not the three v three, the like the tied to one on one on one on one, the like three person battles. You like the one on one on one? Did you enjoy? No, the... I did not like the one on one on one because oh. it it was so on rails to me and didn't let me fight the way I wanted to fight. Because it snaps it, to players. It snaps to players. That is the problem. It does and it snap doesn't to let you choose who you want to attack. Well, it, let's let's quickly address that because in the you way you can like start dashing and moving out of the way yeah, and no, force no, no, but it. I agree, but I think for the viewers' sake who didn't play, the way that the game works is you can target a player uh, pretty directly. It just centers them in your vision, and then when you move your arms with the joysticks or however you're going to do this. Um, the game ends up giving you control of the arms after you've thrown them. So you throw a right hook, and then you move the right joystick to pilot that fist into the dude's face, yeah. which is kind or of a cool concept. Or you tilt the Joy-Con. Or you tilt the Joy-Con, however you can do it. Um, the difficulty comes from the fact that you can't um, you can't adjust 
a target after you've thrown the arm. And I think probably this is for the best. I was thinking about that for a moment or two. If you could, if you could change target after a punch has been thrown, you're talking about throwing fists all over the place, like un, sure. untargetable, uncontrolled detonations of, of wiggly noodle movements. But I mean, they, they could have simply made it so that when your arms are back in your body, uh-huh. So like when they're back, the same way where it won't let you throw another punch or like do anything else if your arm's already out. Mm-hmm. If while my arms are back in my body, if there was a button that I could press or like something look. that I could do to switch to a different target. That's like literally it. I think my biggest problem with arms, honestly, was how much I wasn't able to do. You could flick um, the targeter. If you flick the right joystick, it will it will target you. Did you not try that? In motion mode, it won't let you do that. Are you sure? Do you sure that it wasn't you, you needed the, to? Huh? You may have needed to swipe your fist to the right, like move move your arm, like swing the arm that you're holding out in front of you. That over. would punch. Will it punch? Yeah, that's how you punch. Uh, well, we'll do some more. We'll do some more testing. We'll do I'm some sure because you can do it in handheld mode. I know for a fact. You move the look. You move the uh, the right Joy-Con or the left Joy-Con when you haven't thrown a punch and it lets you do it. So maybe a tilt action was needed, but that's Mm. not clear. And that's also goes to show that it's not clear to the player how to do that. I don't know. I I enjoyed it. The question for me is always what the price is and if it's worth buying at launch, if it's going to be a replayable game, if it's going to be fun only when my friends are over and we've just had a beer (laughs) and I'm like, do you want to try this game out? It's kind of cool. Or is it actually like, yo, you guys, we got to freaking play arms. Like there's a difference in that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mentality with games for me and the other one, which is seems like more likely here. Now, I should also be upfront about the fact I'm not a huge fighting game fan. Um, I'll play Street Fighter because I think that's kind of cool on a novelty mindset. I'll play Mortal Kombat because always. Um, yeah. But I don't typically go out of my way and Smash Brothers is Ugh, a non-starter. I'm going to play Smash and you will play Smash against me and you will probably win. But you might not, and so <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> uh, but Kill Smash, like Smash, is for sure the one game I will always play. But a game like this is—it's like a niche market game. It's a boxing title. It's—it's it's a cute Nintendo IP, but is it a necessary Nintendo mm. IP? What? Do and you to think? me, I haven't decided. Well, here's the thing. I. What's the price point? Do you know offhand? Uh, I think it's I'm forty. Not sure, Maybe but it's I'll, fifty. I'll look it up. It's a um, lot, yeah, in a minute. Here's here's my thing. Mm. I I went into the test like the test punch with mm-hmm. like pretty high expectations and honestly like coming out of it I feel pretty disappointed. But Right. I'm optimistically disappointed because I know that this has the potential to be a really great game and there's so much we haven't seen. There's so much customization we haven't seen, so many different arms we haven't seen that could change the way the game feels. Um, I definitely, like, since we're going to have more time to play it this weekend, I'm going to definitely try to play it on... Um, $60 game. 60 Are you fucking kidding? Right. So that's anyway, that's what I thought. <laughs> wow. Uh, See, I'll wait for it to go on sale. But... Yeah. I, Nintendo games have a long shelf life before they hit sale. You know that. I know. I don't know, man. Uh, To me, like $60 seems a lot for a game like this. I think I really need to see how much more there 
they have in the right. game other than the online multiplayer. Like if they have a solid single pr- player campaign that like Whatever I get to is, know yeah. about all the characters and stuff. Like, well, let's talk about. I I'll mean, what was that game? That. I know that's true. What was that game that we played um, back in the day? Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive had a oh, really with the interesting. Girls and the boobs? Oh my god! Yeah, that's exactly why oh, I played yes. that game. But it was a great fighting game. It was great, and uh, it actually had some excellent mechanics. There were you could play as Santa. And that was pretty cool. Like. <laughs> Dead or Alive series had a fighting campaign, as did mm-hmm. a lot of other games. And I'm sure if you're out there listening, you're like, what about this one, Will? And I'm yeah, like, well, I didn't me, play that. Yeah, for me, it's like Soul Calibur, 100%. Soul Calibur, right. So I exactly. Love Soul and, and Mortal Kombat even had a uh, first person. So mm-hmm. you would play through, see how far you could get with your characters. Like you finish the storyline with them, and it's a little different. You defeat all your challengers and stuff. And like, if Arms has that, that could be kind of interesting. You yeah, know, that I could would be, be really cool. I could Especially be invested if they in that. made it. You know, like if there was a global challenge ranking, if there was yeah. like a competitive mode, like I could be interested in this. But, you know, if it's competitive mode arms or competitive mode overwatch, like I'm for sure going to choose overwatch. Yeah, I think the that price there's also I, I think that there's so much potential, but just so many unknowns right now. Yeah, it's hard to really judge it. But if I had to judge just based on just based on what I played this weekend <laughs> and what we saw, which is what this is for. It's a it's yeah. a global test punch. I probably would not pick up this title, but mm. I am optimistic to see what all we didn't get to see. Because um, I I'd, I'd like to continue trying it out. I really want to like this game. Yeah, I really I mean, want to like it. it. It was pretty. It was fun. I had a good time kicking ass, but. Even when you texted me yesterday or on Sunday, I don't remember when, at like eight in the morning, and you were like, hey, the arms test is up, like go. I did not wake up and roll out of bed and go, oh my God, I have to play this. Yeah. I was and like, I mean, mm, I, I, I remember texting you too, like, you know, halfway through the second hour that I played and I was like, I don't yeah. know if I really feel the need to keep playing this uh, for yeah. the rest of this hour, which is a sign. <clears throat> Yeah, I think you're probably right. I mean, I'm going to check it out next weekend. I think sure. I owe it to myself to to be sure. But I think for the sake of our listeners out there and our supporters and those interested in the game, I mean, you should check it out. Next weekend is going to be the Global Test Punch Times. My Twitter hosts it. Our page will host the Times. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I don't know that there's enough there for me to say, yes, this is a solid $60 at launch buy. buy. Mm-hmm. I think I could probably justify this at $30. Oh, 100%. Um, if it was 30 bucks, I would pre-order right now. Yeah, I mean, because it, it has a lot. I would consider. I think 60, I probably would too. 60 just seems like a lot. Yeah. It Maybe just, I'll trade something in to like a GameStop or Best Buy so that uh, I can get it and have and it's it not one of those, feel like $60. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. The Nintendo Switch is such a, I think, return to couch co-op platform. 100%. Which I which I love, and this is a way to do the couch co op gameplay, as long as you have two controller sets, which mm-hmm. isn't exactly my favorite part. But I get it. You got to buy more controllers and whatever. I bought a million for the N sixty four. What am I complaining? Yeah. Well, so, you could always get the uh, the, the pro controller, um, eight bit dough. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 which that is would like be cool. super exciting and i really want to do a hardware review for it um that's right those I of you out there who don't it. know uh danny did just buy a 8-bit controller uh eight bit which 8-bit dough. dough i guess 
Oh, 8-Bit Do, like that's the yeah, website like that created Nintendo, it? Yeah, like Nintendo, 8-Bit Do. Yeah, so it looks yeah. like the Super Nintendo controller. It's got glowing pads. Yeah. Uh, it, oh, but it, it has pairs joysticks, Switch, so it's like a pro. It has joysticks. It's like pro a pro con. Super Nintendo controller. Yeah, we'll do. We'll have you do a little spotlight of that. That's For awesome. Sure. Um, so final thoughts on on uh, on Puncher, on ARMS? Um, if it doesn't change too much from what we played, I will probably pass on it at first, but mm-hmm. probably get it later. Um, if there's a lot more stuff available for it, I will probably get it. And then yeah. maybe in like two or three months, return it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> Nintendo knows? Nintendo IP tends to have a, a good amount of yeah. value after sales. So I will probably get it physical so that I have that option. That would be smart. That I would recommend that myself. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat. Um, All right. Cool. Well, why don't, we, why don't we pause here for a moment for our viewers to... Uh, decide, decide if and also continue with our journey here and also for us to decide if we're going to be editing this into two splits or more accurately if we're going to ask tony to come in and edit this into two splits i think i i'm down to 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 keep keep on keeping on keep on keeping on at the 28 minute mark yeah, 29 yeah. minute mark well here's the thing if we talk about prey we yeah. should set some ground rules because Absolutely. i've beaten 100%. the game so i know what's going to happen wait you did beat it i beat it Oh shit! So you didn't My beat boy. it, and uh, and I feel like I would be doing you a disservice to talk fully about it. That's um, fair. <clears throat> well, here's what I can do. If but you've I can talk the game, all the way up to that point. You can what? Mute the mic. No, so no, no. You no, can't no. hear me talk about it. <laughs> if you've beaten the la, game, la, la, I can go ahead and tell la, la. you exactly where I'm at, so mm-hmm. that you will know, and then we can talk to up talk to everything up to that point and talk about like decision making and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm so torn about this, Danny, because on the one hand, I think you probably are pretty close to where I was, but yeah. the game is it's such a mindfuck again. Oh, um, shit. Like there's like there's like eight mindfuck points in this game and I've come across five of them in the last like three hours. Wow. So so I, I we can start it, but Let's I also it, yeah. kind of feel like if we get to a point where it's too much for you, you know, like we'll have to leave it as a we'll cliffhanger for the final episode. We'll have to put a pause episode. and a pin in it and then have another short, short, shorty short, which is ending up not being a super shorty short, but I'm not mad about it. So should we do another intro and we can edit that out too, just in case? YOLO, like, my friend. Like, should we be like, hey, this is a show about Prey and I'm going to talk all about it. And this is the spoilies, spoilies, and then. Well, we did that in the beginning. We Why did that in the I beginning, just... but it's whether or not we split it into twoom, twoom with yum and mwim. I think we can keep it as one. All right, fuck it. Fuck <laughs> so it, we'll do it live. We're doing it live, literally. All right, this is here the halftime show. <laughs> hey, I promised it. I got to deliver. You do got to deliver. I got I'm All right, just as back. blown away as you guys are. That's fantastic. Thanks. I've been working on it. Uh, why don't before we start on the second half, let's uh, quickly give our viewers an opportunity to bail here. But before you go, I'd like to appreciate you for tuning into our show each week. Uh, yeah. And beyond, since this is a and kind of like extra special, short. listening to our shorty short, and also uh, checking out the website, we do have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter Instagram, at Pixel Ritter, we have an Instagram. Uh, we do post these 
on iTunes and TuneIn and Stitcher and pretty much wherever you get pods. So check them out. And if you feel extra generous, head over to iTunes or wherever you like to review pods and leave us a nice five-star review because it really does help get us out there. Uh, and your support means more than you know. So yes, thank thanks you so much for so listening. Much, seriously. And you can follow us. I'm Will at uh, Scotch underscore man. On and Twitter. Danny, you can find me. I don't know why I said myself in the third person, Whoa. but you can find me at Danny Rivera. That's D-A-N-E-Y-R-I-V-E-R-A on the twits. All right, you scamps. Anyway, get out of here. So, get out of here. 32 minutes for you if you don't want to hear about Prey and however long we're going to go until you, yes. if you do want to hear about yes. Prey. So uh, here's the pause it now music. All right, get out of here. Nice. <laughs> are they gone? Have we lost every one of our I listeners? I think they're gone. I think they're all gone. I think all it's right. safe to talk about it. Okay, now it's just so you and me here, Danny. It's just you and me. I. Uh, do you want me to tell you where I am? I want to know. Wh- I want to know where you are. Okay. Uh, this is a spoily cast, right? So this we're is talking. A spoily cast. We're talking about we are spoiling all the things. It. Spoilers. Spoiler for, alert! We are spoiling it right now. Okay, so I um. I did life support. Okay, okay, so I just shut down the the big main reactor. Okay. Um and like basically I, shut down the entire station and it turned occurs it back to me, on. I can't now. We cannot ask Antonio to edit this because he will refuse to listen to the end of this oh, episode. Oh shit. That's all right. I can figure it out. Well, he doesn't have to edit after. Like it's gonna after this this, point. this whole episode's gonna be inserted with just like slide rule music, <laughs> like like whatever the the little like. Boop, <laughs> like like slide whistle inserts because that's the only sound effect i can do yeah that like, i mean that sounds great i'm totally fine with that all right perfect but uh that's where i'm at um i have chosen to play my game as um like in terms of powers as minimally as possible i mm-hmm. think i have machine mind okay and that's about it that's basically it uh, okay. So um, where where in the story did you get to? Uh, so we can so I'll know where to stop. Like, what's the last? What's the last thing? What's the? What is the thing that you're doing now as your main objective? The thing that I'm doing now as my main objective is well, I just turned off the reactor thing and turned it back on, um, so thing. that I can right. So now I'm going to be able to get out of the airlock. And the next thing that I'm going to do is get the medicine for my girlfriend. Yep. Okay, cool. I know where you are. Um, uh, okay. I'm also playing as Morgan, the lady. Morgan. Well, they're both Morgan, but Morgan, the lady. That's good to know. Oh, wait. The, the dude's name is Morgan, too? Yeah. Everybody named Morgan. Wow. Everyone's Morgan. Yeah. I'm Morgan, the woman. Morgan. More Morgan than Morgan you bargained for, huh? Oh God, Will, no! <laughs> yeah, oh, but, that's what um, our viewers are getting—is cheesy dad jokes and one-liners here. Man, I'm like, I'm like so enjoying this game right now. It's a really it's quality so game. Good. I will start with—I completely changed my opinion of how good this game was the more that I played it. Yeah. I started out, I hated it. Really? I started out, I thought the game was a four. I was going to return it. Um, I thought it was garbage. And wow. it was because, guess what? 
I'm dumb and I wasn't using any of my power ups. I used none of my neuro mods and I used absolutely 0% weapon upgrade kits wow. or armor upgrade kits uh, to like repair my suit. And so every time I got hit by anything, it would wreck oh me because it was just going against destroyed. my health stat and my powers and everything were super fucking weak. So I couldn't do anything. So I was like, this game is OP as shit. And when I went down to easy, it's too easy. And I run out of bullets all the time. It's garbage. And I hate it. And I'm going back and forth. Ugh. I hated it. Um, and then I started using my powers and actually playing the game. And it got way better. Nice. Um, so the thing that I guess we should do in this is talk about how awesome the world building of Prey oh, has been. fuck. It was so good. I mean, it's it, been like, so goddamn it interesting. It literally, like, the the first beginning sequence was, like, so portal to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. it... it Mind-meltingly. I mean, waking up in a kit, in a room, having it, them send you through testing, and then you wake back up in the room after everything sort of goes back to shit. You're like, what It was like, just such a mindfuckery. Fuck? And then, yeah. like, once... We were doing that a, oh, a second time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, I just thought it was so. And the graphics are really cool. I love the way they did the two-way glass mirror, I guess. Like yeah. the, the, the two-way um, TV or the, the one-way TV. looking glass. Yeah. I mean, that I was a really cool effect. Yeah. Where I was convinced I was in a helicopter in the beginning of the game. Oh, 100%. Uh, and you're flying across the world and then you land and your brother's there and he talks to you and gets you in there. I mean, it's it's absolutely friggin' bonkers. It was really, really well done. I so, thought like from from strictly like if I was reading a book and like had that as my plot, I'd be like, eh, this has been done before. But yeah. I feel like the way that it was actually executed yeah. was really, really smart. What did super you, good. What did you think about the testing apparatus? Let's start there. When uh, you start the game and you're running tests, what yeah. you what's your what's your existent theory on why you were doing testing? Oh, a hundred percent. It's because they wanted to see whether, uh, like any, because here's here's what I know so far. Morgan was being experimented on with the neuromods and the alien stuff before the neuromods got removed, and therefore I erased my memory, mm. and then I got put in the simulation. Right. So what I'm assuming is at this point in the game from what I've played so far is that they were putting me in those testing rooms to see whether any of those powers were laying in dormant or if there was any change in the way that I was doing those because of the exposure to stuff from before, like whether possibly any of that memory loss could have been reversed or like changed evolved in any totally way. totally interesting that's the, that was my interpretation of it no i i love it it's 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 pretty close to where i was when i was thinking in your mindset which was uh closer to like i was thinking maybe the neuromods that they were trouble that they were using on me um were like they were seeing if i was able to utilize them innately without having any training on them mm. And I think on the day of testing, I was supposed to be injected with a Neuromod upgrade kit that would have given me like morph power and like Kinesis Blast and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But then uh, I wasn't able to to deliver because they gave me a blank chip, which is what let me wake up in the room again. Yeah. I mean, when you wake up in that room, 
on the table is a is a pamphlet that talks about how to install your Neuromod. Yeah. So I it's mean, sort of implied that you're doing it yourself, but I'm not really convinced you are. I well, don't know. no, you at do least do for it the, yourself in the in the training room. Oh yeah, in the training room maybe not, but like the first one that you get, it was a very Bioshock moment to me when you um, jab that shit in your eye. Yeah, when you jab it in your eye Fucking for the first crazy. time, it a hundred percent was like uh, a plasmid Bioshock moment. It very much was, and I liked it. I think Which it was a fine. nice. It was a nice aspect. I kind of, I'm very appreciative that I didn't have to watch that little jab it in your own eyeball sequence every time I wanted to upgrade. I was really worried about that. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, and I'm glad you only had to see it one time and then every other time it's sort of like implied that you're doing it. Yeah. I think that uh, the, the oh, man, the like visual choices that this game has made have been some of my favorites in like recent games. It's like really it's beautiful. no surprise. I've said it before on the podcast that like, Bethesda is one of my favorite game developers and this is like exactly why like I I almost didn't get this game until you started talking about it on the cast to be honest Will like I was like and I I think I said this on a previous cast like I knew that this Prey was coming out like I had seen the trailers for it like I had played the original Prey and really liked it and so I didn't want to ruin that first experience that I had with Prey yeah Um, because these the, the two games are so different um, if they're you ever very, played the original Prey. They're very, it's not at all the same IP. No, I mean, not even it, at all. It's like it the just same, shares the name. Yeah, it shares the name and it shares the idea of aliens. That um, are trying to rape humanity. That's exactly. about it. That's about um, it. But like visually, this game is so stunning. And like it really plays to the intelligence of the game developers. They like really were able to meld together like... Oh, I'm I'm an artist in real life. And so when things are visually like playing against the story like that, like, oh, it does it for me every time. So yeah. like the lighting changing, the colors changing, depending on like where you are in the, the music, story. The music like, should not be understated either. The music score was oh pretty my good. God, yes. Yeah. The music score, like even just the sound effects of like the different Typhon, um, like the the like random like Plums, like just while you're just like standing in the middle of a room and you're like was that a thing that happened or was this mm. just like ambiance like, so let's let's get into some of the like lore and spoily specifics of some of the objective choices that yeah, we could have made 100 um, without going too far because i know that you haven't beaten the game mm-hmm. um, i'm only probably maybe three maybe four hours ahead of you okay. based on where you are. If you were to binge it, you could knock it out this evening, I bet, or tomorrow because mm. it's pretty late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to sleep. Uh, so there was a scene. There was a couple scenes. Mm. One was where you find Dr. Have you been to the You've been to the um, cargo bay, right? Yes. With all the people there. So one of the things in the game is there are like, there are probably a dozen plus survivors that you can find in the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you out there who are like, I don't give a shit, I want to hear the spoilers. They are scattered around the map. Each different section of the game kind of has like a staff crew report. And it'll say all these people are dead, except for maybe one or two people per deck. Mm-hmm. And in that deck, you can select their name from the security station and it will put a marker on them and say, hey, you should search here or at least this general area, to try to find this person, right? Yep. So if you find enough of them, with some exception, 
they will end up going to the cargo bay uh, where Sarah Elazar has crafted a kind of rescue operation for the crew. She was mm-hmm. a security chief. It's in her job description. She does a pretty good job about it. Yeah, it's and, almost like a, a safe haven. Right. For all and of them. so when they have you reset the um, a couple of things on the ship, she calls you down to to see them and like support them a little bit. And you come across a guy in a shipping container named Doctor Igwe. Yes. So the first question for you is: Did you rescue Doctor Igwe in the I shipping container? I did rescue him. Okay. And you, and that's that's a pretty easy thing to do. He becomes part of your posse, I the guess. Crew. And he heads right up to your to your office. But Doctor Igwe has a couple of extra little mini tasks that he's going to ask you to take part of. Ooh, I didn't do any of them. Yes. All right. So I won't spoil those. That's what I wanted to ask. Oh, okay. Um, so Doctor Doctor Igwe becomes uh, kind of an interesting character because the Doctor, from some of the lore, is a big neuromod proponent scientist and he's like one of the head technicians that pioneered this stuff um and basically helped the use do pretty evil things mm-hmm. um so he's an interesting character so i'll be interested to see what you think about him if okay. you have any opinions at this point you may oh, not for sure that's right um but so you get down to the the science division and this is something that did bother me about the game or not the science division the cargo bay mm-hmm. there's a battle scene there and they're like we won't give you the key to go see the rest of the ship that you for sure have to get to unless you help us fight off this wave of goddamn typhon yeah and you're like uh, i really could pass on doing that but give me the key and i'll <laughs> get the hell out of here uh so they don't give you the key they force you to go and get, which is which felt a little bit like a like a fetch quest, mm-hmm. a key to creating a eradicator turret. You come back with the eradicator turret um, pattern. You fucking whisk yourself up some eradicator turrets mm-hmm. in the giant dildo printer, and when you <laughs> when you get them, the game says go ahead and set them up for a battle. Okay, so where the where the replicator is is outside in another cargo. Oh my bay. god, I know. It's so frustrating. You have to then carry them all in. You have to carry them up the wall in your very carefully crafted like foam bullet launcher uh, glue cannon bridge that you have to create in order to get up there oh, to see, the second day. I deck. didn't have too much trouble with that because I'm oh specced into shit. being able to jump and run very, very fast. Oh, I didn't do that at all. Oh. I specced so different. I specced into tech and to lifting heavy shit instead. Nice. And like health, so I had 300 health in the game. What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, you can get I a have lot of health. It's totally lifting. worth it. I have I've, no health packs ever. Super lifting, weapons expert, uh, mm. repair expert, mm-hmm. and I can run and jump really far and fast. I did all high. that plus some Typhon. I found a lot of Neuromods. See, here's my thing. In the very beginning of the game, I could craft Neuromods, and yeah. now every time I try to craft, it's giving me an error. You're out of Typhon material. No, I have it all. You've You've got all the stuff? Yeah, I have so much exotic. It just won't let you craft Neuromod? It's like uh, giving me, like when I'm at the crafter, mm-hmm. when I try to select Neuromod, it gives me a red pop-up. Like it won't even let me put the stuff in the crafty. I wonder if you somehow glitched the game and it 
doesn't think you have the crafting recipe? I don't know. I definitely have it. I got it multiple times. I'll Google it and see All what's right. going yeah, on. Yeah, see what's it. going on. I bet you're just out of one material that you never pick up, like banana peels. Well, I just Listen, don't even so, know. Anyway. So in the cargo bay, you go out there, you're crafting these turrets, and I'm like, okay, well, that totally makes sense. Let me build like a battle bridge up to the door that leads to these humans, which is by the door that one guy was guarding, and I asked him at one point, can you let me in? And he says, Sarah has the key. So I was like, oh, totally. It's the door in front of this fabricator that they're going to rush through. Guess how long I spent making a barricade system that funneled Typhon into a single file line and put turrets everywhere so they would have a clear line of fire to this death corridor. Yeah. An hour. I spent a goddamn hour of my life making a death corridor for Typhon only to come back into the building. And they said, yeah, you, you got to like put them in, in here the little square in the fucking loading dock <sighs> you have to put them in the loading dock square and i was so mad at the game but for it's not so giving close me, to the door it doesn't make any strategic it doesn't make sense. any strategic sense so i put them all there so it would unlock and they gave me the code and then i moved them because like <laughs> it makes no sense to fill that with a barricaded turrets Nice. You got to put them in the back and then you got to blow them up from the back. Yeah, oh my God. It's terrible tactical decision making. Anyway, that was annoying, but you get through it, you fly along and all the while you're seeing more and more of this glowing gold shit yep. appearing in the world. Uh, and the glowing gold stuff is like this spinneret weaver webbing, um, which apparently is plucked from space time and air. Like, it's it's not exactly corporeal. You just you pass right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think that is at this point? I mean, it definitely seems like, from what I know about aliens, mm-hmm. which is everything. It uh, of course it right. seems like it could be a couple of different things. What makes the most sense to me would be because of like the theme of the game and everything else what makes the most sense is for it to be some sort of communication neurosystem mm. uh that the aliens have mm-hmm. uh but maybe it's for like breeding right uh I can like see that. nesting maybe it's just like beautiful home decor the aliens want to feel they just want to feel at home they just want to feel that's... at home they want to make sure like it's like having a his and her toilet or his and her bathroom yeah, sink. Exactly. Like they just need to like have. They want to have like beautiful sconces. They're building that curb appeal. Um, yeah. I don't know. It really feels like <laughs> built in the curb appeal. I mean, maybe it's poop. It could be it excrement. Could be you don't know. I mean, they're they're sucking a lot of brains out of a lot of people. Uh, it's got to go somewhere, and I guess they spin it into this nice gold gold it's dust. True. So I won't spoil what that is for you unless you would like me to. Um, why don't want to find I take out my headphones yourself. off so that you can tell the fans at home and then I'll come I'll back. I'll send a message to the, to the cast grouping when you're ready. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, go. Okay. So, oh, I can't Lala. No, you can't. So the, um, the Typhon material, now that Danny's gone for a moment, the Typhon material is a neural net. It is a webbing that connects the Typhon directly back to their home planet. Um, and as we approach in-game, we're going to start seeing more and more of this stuff appearing. And it's pretty horrendous as they start adding it in. 
Um, in fact, it's like spinning out of everything. You see more and more weavers coming out of nowhere, and then you see a video about where the weavers are coming from. Um, <clears throat> and I'll describe that to Danny because that's not a huge spoiler at the moment, but the the weavers themselves are creating this giant antenna that is broadcasting a signal and harvesting the collective mental energies of all living beings nearby, including humans, in order to put power into this shit. All right, let me call her back in. Okay, hold on. I'm back. All right, welcome back. Cool. So that I, was so enlightening. Thanks I've, for letting us know, Will. <laughs> You're welcome. You're <laughs> welcome. I can't wait for you to figure this out. So um, the one thing that I really freaked me out in this game yeah. uh, are two things. The nightmares. Oh, yeah. I killed in this my game first one are, today. Are massive Typhon that are just bundled together little Typhon, I yeah. guess. I can't even really describe it, what they it's are. It's got to be. A they, couple phantoms. That, they like, come in for like merged. two minutes and then they go. I've only killed one. Yeah, I killed one, and I, honestly, it wasn't as hard killing it as I thought it would be. Yeah, they take they well, they have a lot of health. They're just really big and slow, but but they do a I'm lot also of damage. Really if good they catch at shooting. You. That's true. Like That's I specked into it. I've been specking into the detonation power, so you can like lob a grenade into somebody's face and it blows them up from the inside out. Whoa! And I have also I specked into that. I yeah. also like don't use the grenades at all. No. Oh, dude, you should totally use the grenades. They're very powerful. Whoa. They're very powerful. You can recycle bomb people and they turn into like items you can use to make health packs. Wow. Uh, you can like the neural, the Typhon, what is it? The null wave transmitter grenade yeah. is pretty freaking crazy because the null wave will knock out connections to uh, mind fucked humans. Mm. So like I've been you shocking them. That works too. Yeah, you can tase them to sleep. That's fine. But if you null wave them, they all pass out, which is really helpful. That's pretty nice, yeah. It's like a great group grenade, no damage. I have to use that. Oh, yeah. I'm like so excited by us playing so differently. I know. So I tried, I actually got an achievement at the end of the game, mm -hmm. um, which... Uh, uh, did you like your ending? Hmm... <sighs> Uh, yes and no, um, okay. without going too far. And maybe, you know what, here's what I'll do. Maybe you take off your headphones for a minute. I'll tell the ending and then I can explain. Okay. This. Um, they're off. All right. So my ending of the game was a non, uh, non lethal to humans ending. And this is a pretty massive spoiler. So if you are not interested in hearing about the actual ending to this game, of which there are several, um, I don't recommend you listening further. But I'm going to tell you about the three endings that I've experienced so far. One, I escaped in Alex Yu's escape pod, which is available in the game. I stole his credit card. Uh, I got in the pod ejaculator, and I launched into space. And I'm sorry that Danny's not here to make a comment about that phrasing, but she'll hear it later and let me know about it. Uh, I launched into space and a voice said, maybe this isn't the one in the background, which I thought was very odd in the back, in the beginning of the game because, or when I was ending the game, because it didn't really make sense based on how I was playing it. And it threw a lot of the theories I had into doubt. The true ending that I got to was I approached the... End uh, of the game, I was working towards getting everybody rescued. I decided that I needed to save them. 
And I decided that I wasn't going to blow up the station and January be damned. January is your little pod helper that floats around and tries to convince you that the original you, uh, since most of this game is based around losing your memory when you take a neuromod out, uh, that at the beginning of the game that you would need to blow the ship up and that the original me would have wanted that and his job was to convince me to do this. I decided, screw that guy. That sounds really suspicious. I'm not going to do that. So I saved everyone on the ship. I got them all to go to an escape shuttle. I rescued a guy who came here to kill us by removing his neuromods uh, and wiping his memory and using him as a pilot to escape. And I delivered a null wave blast to the neural web that I mentioned previously, which knocked out and eliminated all the Typhon on the station and saved Earth. Now, there is a follow-up after credit scene I don't know that I'm going to tell you about that, but I'll ask Danny about that also. Uh, and I'll let you know in a few minutes if I decide. Um, but I, I'm not going to necessarily tell you that because it's kind of the biggest reveal that I could tell you about. Um, so that's where I was. Welcome back, Danny. 50 hours later. I know. So I, I told my ending to the cool. crew here, and I told them about a little super extra spoilies, um, but I didn't actually tell them what that super extra spoilies is mm-hmm. um, because I feel like it's it's literally a game changer of information to yeah. know at the end of the game. It's an after credits. So I'll tell you that my ending was satisfactory based on the way that I played it. Yeah. And it was satisfactory to the point where I did all the things that I was wanting to do. Um, Can I tell you the decision tree I made, not how it turned out? Yes, please. I decided, fuck January. Mm -hmm. I'm going to save the people. And I'm going to attempt to uh, not blow up the station at the end. Ooh. That is what I ultimately opt for. And we had wow. a long discussion about we this. We were just talking about... We did. We were like, oh, fuck it, I'm going to blow this powder keg. I did. I said I was going to blow this station up. I don't think there's another way. Um, wow. It's interesting. It really puts you in the hot seat on making that call. And it's different because there's a scene in, in the... Uh, not the crew quarters, in the bridge. Mm-hmm. There's a scene on the bridge. And you go to the bridge on the station and you find that the captain has shot herself. You find that the commanding brew, uh, uh, bridge crew is dead. And on the display is an email that says uh, to the captain, hey, there's a shuttle that just launched. It's going to reach Earth. I'm pretty sure I checked it and everything was fine, but I can't verify that the cargo is safe because there's a, a 30 minute window in which we loaded the crew and the first Typhon was found. So in that 30 minute window, one Typhon could have gotten aboard the shuttle. Mm -hmm. And then the game says, screw you, figure this out. And it gives you a countdown timer of three minutes. No. Yes. Yo, that is so stress. The countdown timer of three minutes says landfall in three minutes. And then it gives you a, uh, like disable beacon kind of thing like let them go or detonate the onboard charges on the bridge of that ship and you're sitting there and stressing it and you can pause the game all you want but like that timer is still there at the end you have to make a decision 
you must decide to let that thing live or let it go. I blew the ship up. How many people are on it? 35. Oh, fuck. I took 35 lives on this ship because I couldn't be sure a Typhon didn't get aboard the ship. Wow. I couldn't be sure, and I needed to be sure, so I purged them. And I felt so guilty about purging them. Oh, my God, I felt so guilty about it. But then I was like, that's the right move. We're in a crisis situation. They left the station. It's not safe. Anything you picked up could have been infected. Anything. Like, there's no telling that you have a clean ship, and I can't can't let you do it. You must go into quarantine, and you're not going to go to quarantine. You're going to land, so I have to blow you up. So, like... Big boy will. Like, bonkers. Yeah, bonkers. And... uh, and from the rest of the game, like you're you're tasked with these kind of moral choices about what to do. Um, so the answer to your question of did I like my ending is yes, I felt it was satisfactory, mm-hmm. and the extra special credit scene uh, was also I felt satisfactory to me. Yeah. Um, and we can talk about that when you have after done I it. finish for yes. sure. Oh, now, which hopefully will be soon. I hope what, so too. Um, what about the cook? Oh fuck the cook. Did you, so you, you experienced the cook then? I, I experienced the cook and I want to fucking kill him. So there's a scene in the game where you come across the crew quarters and the cook asks you to run and do some extra stupid tasks to like gain his trust. Then he lets you into the kitchen where there is a replicator. Um, there's some good materials, there's some food. Uh, he tries to send you another fetch quest, but because you have the repair upgrade you just fix that shit right in front of him he's like hmm i guess i did promise you that you could get into my storeroom fine and then when you go into the storeroom he locks the door and freezes you to death like temporarily and when you wake up he's totally gone there's a lot of good loot in that ice box mind you like there's some cool guns and stuff Mm -hmm. but uh like when you go out there the first thing you're greeted with is a grenade strapped on the door button like a yeah. like a debt pack is set to recycle you on the door. And this guy hunts you down for the rest of the game. Did you find him? I have not found him yet. You can find him. I really and, want to find him and kill him because the lesbians asked me to. And you can end him, yes. Yeah. So this is kind of where you get put on this quest, which is uh, he ended up killing uh, the girlfriend of, of this Danielle. woman out in space, Danielle. And you go to the gym, and in the gym you knock on the glass and this woman comes out like in space and talks to you through the glass and asks you to like go on this vendetta quest yeah. to kill this cook because she's responsible and, and it's like a vengeance dying. moment. And she yeah. dies. She like literally dies right after that conversation. She pretty much dies right out of that conversation. She runs out of air. Yeah, so space. she sends you on this death quest and uh, after running out of air, which is kind of stupid, she should have come back in and refilled those tanks for even like a minute in the airlock, but whatever. I mean, but she I guess it's die. better than getting... Uh, Typhon in the brain. Yeah. Typhon in the membrane. Um, but so Typhon she she goes Typhon out with a with a pretty good gasp for breath, and you get to hunt this guy down who is actively trying to kill you at every step. I mean, like he's setting traps, he's yeah. leaving really obnoxious debt grenades everywhere. Um, and I can tell tell you that you you do have the opportunity to find him. And you do have the opportunity for a satisfactory murder if you want it. 
I want and it. I can I can tell you about it, but I also I like I feel bad spoiling anything you haven't Why don't seen. We, well, but I don't want to keep going back and forth into the into the other here. I've told my secrets yeah. to the story. I so think that fine. we're at a good place, and I yeah. think that we should definitely revisit this after I beat the game. I think you should too. Um, and I think that this might be a good place to end. Mm. I'd say, like seriously. Man, Prey is it's such so a good, game. good. It's so it's such good. a good game. If you've gotten this far and you haven't played Prey and you're at even all even if interested, we spoiled, even though we spoiled it, like it's still so worth playing. Yeah. Like it's it's just such a good game. It's very worth it. I would absolutely recommend it. Um, after I beat it, I'm definitely gonna I write would. a review and will like you can we can collab on that. hop up on that and. Like so far, like it's definitely us at least an eight and a half, if not a nine. That's I what I was thinking. Feeling there are some there are some negative aspects to the sure. game, um, mostly with the loading screens. Yeah, the load is me. is pretty a lot. The um, load is real. I think that like the uh, the, the inventory management could be better. Hmm. Um, you can expand your inventory. That helps a lot. Oh yeah, I have. I I just think like I wish that there was more into crafting. Like yeah. if it was more like instead of schematics, like more survivally, because um, I I feel like that would feel more in line with um, kind of the world setting that they've done. Um, I don't know that it, it's just like it's so good. They do everything so well. I still think that it's not necessarily perfect yeah. or the best version of it that it could possibly be, but it's really damn good. It's really damn good. And this the story. It's absolutely worth picking up. For those of you on the fence, even if you're here and you're like, well, they spoiled the ending for me, like I don't really care now, I still think it's worth it. There's so much to the game. There's at least 25 hours of content. um, And it's really exciting for a single player shooter. Yeah. It's really like, it's very fun to play. It's It's not like a Doom intense, you know, you can for sure get lost into it. Um, Yeah, but it's, it's really cool. Yeah. So uh, if you've made it this far, thank you so much. If you you, uh, want to talk about these episodes or these games or any other games we've ever played, feel free to head over to Twitter and let us know with the hashtag Pixel Raider Land Party, or I guess you could say hashtag Hashtag Pixel Short. (laughs) Hashtag Shorty Short or hashtag Rapid Cast. We'll check those out too. And if you uh, if you do enjoy the content we make, if this episode or any others, please head over to iTunes and leave us a nice five star review. It really does help. Um, you can find us on Facebook. If you can search for Pixel Raider, you'll find it. You can on find Twitch us too. on Twitch, on YouTube. We stream all the time. We record all the time. Uh, and our Twitter handle is at Pixel Raider. Um, I'm one of your hosts tonight, Will, and you can find me directly at Twitter at scotch underscore man and i'm your cute host danny and you can find me at at d-a-n-e-y-r-v-e-r-a on twitter that's danny rivera intimidated by the beard are we (laughs) no i'm just cuter well that's fair yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right guys well thanks so much for joining us here danny thanks so much for having a spoiler cast the arms segment was dope and this part was guys everyone who's listening don't forget that the uh arms Global Test Punch is still going to be happening this next weekend. I know we talked about it like a half hour ago, um, but it's really worth like at least testing out and trying, uh, even though we were like, eh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun, it's fun Global Test Punch. It's a fun uh, 
It's a fun game, yeah. but I don't know that it's worth buying at launch. But we'll too, see. We'll you see can how also it turns play out. two player, uh, which is nice in this test punch. Which yeah, so uh, if you have a friend, it's really cool. So find a friend, roomy. find a, a significant other to play with, uh, or just play with yourself. Wink, wink. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have those times that it'll be up. Yeah. Uh, on on our site and the Twitter. So That's please check one. us out. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, yeah, that's it, basically. All right. Okay. See you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Yeah.